Welcome to Run With It, Canada's only running fitness and health program. On this month's episode, I was in conversation with Dr. Denise on how she maintains a healthy lifestyle, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's go to the Sports Doctor is in segment. Check this out. Joining me is Dr. Bob Weil, known as Dr. Bob, who is a respected sports podiatrist and radio host of The Sports Doctor. Dr. Bob is back on the show for The Sports Doctor is in segment on Run With That. Welcome, Dr. Bob. Hey, Christine. Always good to see you. Yes, we always have great topics every month. And one that I really like is discussing common running overuse injuries. And yeah, is there bingo. such a thing as never? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably 50% of, of runners uh, deal with some related injury at, at some time of their uh, running career, at least 50%. And a lot of it is due to um, overuse uh, and just maybe being uh, too aggressive or uh, doing too much, progressing too fast. So what we wanted to do is, is number one, give a couple of hints on uh, some of the common problems, as well as uh, some prevention, trying to uh, stay out of trouble. And especially for those who have a history, Christine, of problems, they should be getting a consult with podiatry and be able to discuss uh, the shoes that they're in, their particular biomechanics, et cetera, that might be contributing um, to problems. Uh, the number one overuse injury in runners that we see is plantar fasciitis, which is inflammation and problems with the arch or the heel of the foot. And often, again, it's related to just being too aggressive or not having the proper support in uh, your shoes. Another common problem we see overuse related is Achilles tendonitis. You know, the Achilles tendon is the largest, strongest tendon in the body that connects the calf muscle to the back of the heel. Shin splints is another one where we've got pain on the uh, lower leg, usually on the inner side of the lower leg. And runner's knee is another common problem, Christine, that we see related to this uh, category of running-related overuse injuries. Mm. So do you think not following a proper running program could also you know, make you injured? I think it definitely could contribute. When we start again seeing that we're signing up for uh, something that might be too aggressive, uh, maybe we're looking to start training for a marathon or a half marathon, and sometimes we might run into problems. So again, understand your individual history. If you have a history of problems, then you want to see podiatry, physical therapy, so that you could get in tune with, again, understanding whether you're in the best shoe for you, mm. whether or not you're a good candidate. The topic we did last time was orthotics, which is one of our biggest weapons mm. when we're talking about alignment and, and proper uh, balance. So if you've got a history of problems, then you want to be able to see a good, competent podiatrist, physical therapist who could show you what are the good strengthening exercises to stay out of trouble? And what about things like leg length? What about things, again, like pronated feet or high arches or excessive flat foot 
particular problems. So these are the kinds of things that we want to talk about. If you're dealing with one of these overuse problems, trying to push through it, not smart. So I use the term intelligent rest, yeah. Christine, which many times, for example, is be a walker for a week or two if you're dealing with problems and get a diagnosis. Don't assume that you can push through it. Many times a simple overuse problem, again, like plantar fasciitis, can become a full-blown problem because you try to push through it. And you said, well, I don't want to lower my mileage or I don't want to take any days off. Um, one of the most <laughs> well-educated, but also one of the most difficult populations of, uh, of patients are runners, where we see many times <laughs> that we want to just, you know, try to push through it and not take advantage of proper rest and recovery. And all of a sudden, we've got a problem that's a stress fracture where we might need a month off, six weeks off, where we could have prevented it if we would have gotten it identified. So you want to be smart. Yes, and you know what, I was just saying, you know, beginning, so it's not really uncommon not to be injured when you are a runner. And, but I think too, is listening to your body and not, not avoiding an injury. It could be, you maybe the injury you could solve on your own, but if it can, you know, continues, you should see, like, as you said. Yeah, well, you want like, a diagnosis. You know, again, right? you know, like shin splints could be a, a stress fracture. Shin splints could be a uh, tendonitis. Mm -hmm. So sometimes getting the proper diagnosis is very, very important so that you could deal with your particular overuse injury intelligently. You could have a plan of preventing it from recurring, as well as a plan on when you can safely return to the kind of mileage that you might want to be doing. And that's one of our uh, the biggest problems we see is people are in a hurry. They want to get back into training. And many times they end up with something either being persistent or recurrent. And then we can be uh, uh, in a problem where in the beginning we might say, well, let's do some icing. Let's maybe take some over-the-counter anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen for five, 10 days. And let's be a walker. And then let's go back no more than 50% of what your initial intensity was for the first week or 10 days and progress from there. Yes. And the thing too is stretching. Like, I mean, should we stretch after the workout or before? Or warm up. Because I can warm help with injuries as well. Very stretching. Again, sometimes stretching can cause more trouble than it prevents. So you need to have proper technique. Mm -hmm. This is where consulting with a good physical therapist, a good personal trainer to show you what's the best way. But you want to warm up. And many times, you know, Starting to run as soon as you get out of the doors is a mistake. So you want to walk the first few minutes. You want to do some skipping. You might want to do a little bit of side to side or, or back back for uh, backwards running or walking. Uh, but the stretching, you need proper technique. And you want to know what you're doing because we see as many injuries by overdoing the stretching or being too aggressive than we might. And the same thing, you want to walk the first five minutes, 
Walk the last five minutes routinely should be part of your repertoire when it comes to warming up and cooling down. Whether you stretch before or after is, again, sometimes it's a good idea, but technique is important. Can't go wrong seeing a good physical yes. therapist who not only could show you technique but stretching, but also could show you some good strengthening exercises. Uh, every runner should be doing strengthening for their feet and ankles, and they're doing balance exercises like we've talked about. Dr. Bob, such great information, and I so enjoy having you on the show every month. And for those who want to get in touch with you or check you out, your radio show, where can they go? If they go to sportsdoctorradio.com. They can find, if they go to radio shows, they can go back a couple of years at least. They can hear you as the guest probably four or five times <laughs> over that period of time as we work together for this amount of time. But they can find out all sorts of information uh, at sportsdoctorradio.com. And um, hey, look, you know, it's always good to be uh, part of your uh, uh, action on Run With It. And I'll uh, look forward to catching you next time, Christine. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Thanks, everybody. I'm excited today to have as my special guest, Dr. Denise McDermott, who is a medical doctor. She's a podcast host. She's an award-winning podcast host. She's a producer, author, and paradigm progression pioneer. I'm going to find out all about Dr. Denise today. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. And Dr. Denise, welcome. Thank you, Christine. And also, I just want to say thank you for all the love and incredible content that you've been putting out into the world. It's very inspiring. And I'm super happy to be here. Yes, and I wanted to congratulate you on winning the People's Choice Award for your podcast for Mental Health Series. And... Can I am in the finals. Yes. Or, yes. To clarify, I'm in the finals for the Skeptics Guide to Science and Medicine in the top ten in the world, and then I was Podcaster of the Month on the Blueberry platform. So I haven't won the number one spot, but I'm proud because I actually self-produce. I've decided not to take any sponsorship money, and it's all labor of love. It's I'm going to level up in production, but I feel like you know from doing media that the guests that we attract, the way we're creative, the way we're intuitive and in our intention sets the foundation to have such great discussions. Yes, and you're up for to vote, right? Isn't it you're up for yeah, the link <laughs> just for the podcast finals. I feel like um, the real goal is trying to navigate, I think in our current times and maybe you can relate. Um, people are having troubles like, who do we listen to? Who do we trust? Who has integrity? So I feel like the awards are great, but you really want to, when you're tuning into Christine or if you're picking someone to listen to, you really want to say, hey, is this going to help me somehow? Yeah. So Dr. Denise, what was the inspiration behind the podcast? So basically... It's really an extension of how I like to view mental health. 
And the big intention is to continue to change the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. And I've been doing this, um, gosh, almost 25 years. So mental health, mental wellness recently in the media has become sort of the sexy thing to talk about for the last five years. But this is something that's just a part of my uh, DNA from a scientific standpoint, spiritually, as a mother. And so what really inspired me is taking my wisdom with humility and interviewing many different people, but really giving positive shots of psychology in the taglines, attracting the right guests, and also really bridging science, spirituality, academics, and also the spirit of play. I think it's so important when, whether or not you ever need to see a doctor for mental health, and we all want mental wellness, when we're in touch with that childlike spirit, we're usually the most creative. And when we're the most creative, we're usually the happiest. So I like to bridge my knowledge as an MD and bring it out into the media world. So that's what inspired me to change the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. Yes. And even the colors, did you come up with the colors for branding as well, Dr. Davies? Oh gosh, there's so much more. Yeah. So first of all, with absolute gratitude, I want to give a shout out to Carolyn Honda. Carolyn's known me and my vision since 2015 and she's my graphic designer and I'm now that I think about it, I'd, I'd like to almost give you a prop. I don't have it right here, but my logo is DNA strands that are ocean colors. And it's the number seven, which kind of bridges the understanding of awareness. And they're in an ethereal pattern that shows that our thoughts represents that our thoughts, words, and actions influence our material DNA. So the branding is very strategic. It's the colors I love. I'm fortunate to have um, an ocean view office. You can see the colors in the background here. And so I think when you're branding, it really needs to be an essence of your mind, your heart. And I just feel like the Carolyn gets me. I can give her a concept or an idea because I have different show series, which is DNA strands and what it represents and the way they're ethereal really captures the unseen quantum energy that influences our material DNA. So I'm very grounded in scientific method. I have 50,000 hours of patient care. Um, I work with all ages. I'm also with humility. I'm an adoptive mother. And I feel like my own son is my biggest teacher. So I just want to keep it real that I'm kind of in it with all of you trying to do my best job as a mom and enjoy being here on earth. Cause sometimes it can be a bit stressful. There's been a lot going on for humanity in the last five years. Understatement. <laughs> yes. And you know, you are a role model. You are an inspiration to many, but can you share with our audience, like any feedback you'd like to share, like from others who have listened to your podcast? Yes. I think one of the most um, inspiring things is the embrace your neuro style and beyond series and what the feedback I've gotten many times, which actually inspired me to turn it into a series and really elevate and celebrate the power of words. The feedback that I got about embracing your neuro style and I define neuro style as we all process and perceive information in our own unique way and that's the fabulous, but the fabulous five biological, 
psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, couple the sixth sense intuition. So the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond invites everyone to stay in that place of openness, curiosity, scientific method, being open to all ways of well-being. And when you say the word neurostyle, whether or not you've had anxiety or depression or a family member has or substance abuse or bipolar, or you've never had a diagnosis and you're just grieving, or you might be shy, or you might be an extrovert, neurostyle sounds like we all have a style. So it's very hopeful. And it's the truth. And all sentient beings in the universe have a different type of sensory perception. So the feedback I've got has been a lot with humility. I had someone that told me when he heard the word neurostyle, he was um, the first person that I interviewed on that series after another series I produced on the Ascension series. Kirkpatrick Miller, who is an award-winning author, violinist, mental health advocate, and he has his own book, Chaos to Cured. The minute he heard neurostyle, it triggered for him. And I met him in 2016, a new way of not just thinking of himself as a series of diagnoses. He's not my patient, but he and I established a friendship and he's been on my show. And he said, Denise, that was a game changer. Mm -hmm. I started acknowledging yes, I might have OCD or I might have depression or I might have been suicidal or ADD, but I'm brilliant and I can work with my doctor and have a scientific understanding. We're not afraid of the viewpoints of Western medicine, but I like to practice what I call universe medicine and use terms that allow all the ways to heal. So from a vibrational standpoint, Kirk gave me feedback that was so heartwarming. He's like, geez, I'm not even kidding you. It's changed my life. And then I had um, Beth Frades, Dr. Beth Frades from Harvard, said you really need to copyright or trademark that. Then when I was just at an interview in India, I was representing the United States at the Dalai Lama's Body Mind Life Conference, and I more formally elevated the discussion of neurostyle there. I got a thumbs up from the Dalai Lama's doctor. And then kind of with humility after four or five years, last year when I did so many shows, and did the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond series, I went ahead and now I have trademarks for that. So I feel like because I am an MD, I am an adult and child psychiatrist, and I have the credential, the humility of 50,000 hours of patient care, and I'm also a mom, I thought, let's level this up and really celebrate the, the words and really give it the dignity. And I've gotten feedback so many times that everyone's like, you've got to do this. So it's, it's such a labor of love, though, when you figure out a way to talk with people, whether it's in my office or on my shows or in conversation. Like someone said to me, well, my neurostyle doesn't do freeways. And I'm like, yes, you got it. Like, so neurostyle is very interchangeable. Like, let's say someone's about to um, go on a date and they want to be at their best form for their first date, but they like quieter environments. You could front load with, well, my neuro style or, you know, with you with fitness, my neuro style wants to, for me, if I don't get my swim in, I told my mom, I've got to swim today because I took a day or two off with all this <laughs> stuff. Weekend. And so my neuro style needs protein or I need to get to the pool or get the run. So neuro styles can be academic, but it's really a way for someone to really have a self-awareness 
and look at their neurostyle, their sensory perception, their multidimensionality, and keep it open and curious. I'm not against, I am an MD, so I do when people come to me in this office setting, and they want to walk out with, do I have ADHD? Do I have depression? But I look at them as their name. I look at them as this holistic human, this soul. I invite them, even if that's something that you have to put on the insurance form to get the right treatment if the tool in the toolbox is meds or not meds. I'm not against the idea of Western medicine. I just take it further because I know that we're all human and we want to have the best mental wellness and health. Hmm. Dr. Denise, I coined it. Am I correct? Correct. Well, there's actually, just to be funny, there is a curling iron called something with NeuroStyle with Paul Mitchell that came out after I started using it as a doctor. <laughs> but I have the trademarks. I have the intellectual property of Embrace Your NeuroStyle and Beyond as a concept. And I have so many shows on it. I've used it in my book, Mental Health and How to Thrive. So it's going to be good. if we If we ever need to have a sit down with Paul Mitchell. We even talked about that in the show. <laughs> I'm just being playful, but yes, this concept and really discussing it, but inviting others to look at it as their own. I mean, we're here on earth. You have your neuro style. I have mine. I just wanted to be respectful when people started telling me you need to trademark it. It's because I had people just giving my own word back to me that don't even have an MD or anything, any of the knowledge, and they wanted to go run with the term like they're so cool. I'm like, no, I don't think so. That's like disrespectful when you're trying to make a difference in the world. Because I can easily right now, I'm very blessed, never do a podcast again, never make a difference with the 8 billion, 100,000, and just kind of continue to be a mother, a doctor. But when you're making change in the world, you have to be profound, you have to stick with your gumption, you have to attract integrity. You need to pick really careful words. So now I'm like, I'm in, I'm embracing my neuro style by pushing the envelope with it and um, being feeling very humbled to have discussions with people like yourself. Because I feel like your show, what you do, what you do with your knowledge with fitness, journalism, broadcast journalism, the way you do events, you're very fully integrated. And I think it's a real honor to have these discussions about new words, thoughts, and actions that can help people light themselves up. Dr. Denise, it's so inspirational to have you on the show. And I understand, like, there's a fabulous five, and I love your podcast. Um, and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, embrace your neurostyle and beyond. But it has biologically, socially, perhaps you can energetic, um, culturally, spiritually, could you elaborate on these fabulous five, Dr. Denise? Sure. I mean, biological, let's just say if you're going in to see your doctor and you might have symptoms of anxiety or depression, you know, there's lab work that you need to do. Like you would check your thyroid, you would make sure there's not another autoimmune issue. So the biology is more the hard science of when you come to see an adult and child psychiatrist, I'm an MD. So the biological part is what's our DNA? What's our biology? And so that influences our mood state, our sensory perception. Psychologically, you know, you could be going through a life transition. You could be starting a new school, a new job, going through a breakup, a grief, um, something like that. Social, um, what's your social life? What's your neurostyle? Are you in a sensory perception way more shy? 
Do you thrive in bigger groups? Do you stay away from loud noises? Biological, psychological, social, cultural. We have to have cultural awareness. And also I think age awareness. There's different generational overlays. I know when I travel to India or I travel to different countries, you have to be culturally aware of what's the appropriate outfit to wear, even language, the way you present yourself, eye contact, namaste. There's different cultural awareness. Um, and then spiritual. People define that. I feel like your own spirituality is how you show up in the most authentic way. And then intuition is the unseen energy that's basically I, like the unseen energy where you're bridging. For me, it's very scientific still. And all of it is because it's the unseen energy and the quantum influence of the vibrational frequency of all these different factors, your material DNA, the unseen energy of how it influences. So we've got um, the older like Newtonian view of physics and we've got quantum. And the reason why I use the word paradigm progression, it was like nails on the chalkboard for me when I kept hearing paradigm shift. It sounded so flat and so divisive because to me, we have to have different times in history, different bodies of work, different knowledge. So it's really a progression. So we honor all knowledge. It's all inclusive. Paradigm progression is that you're having humility of other bodies of work, other knowledge states. Shift can sound a little bit like, oh, that was wrong. This is right. And I think the world right now, a lot of um, humanity, unfortunately, um, is vibrating at a real, I'm right, you're wrong, this political party, the vaxxers, the non-vaxxers. Like, so I like to invite people to respect that 8 billion, 100,000 people are on the planet. And if you look at us as like these little miracle bundles of different neuro styles, sensory perception, and you don't just show up with your viewpoint without pausing and realizing someone else has another viewpoint. So neuro style goes beyond anything that I do as an adult and child psychiatrist. It's literally a peaceful humanitarian term. If another being, the and beyond, which I do know in my understanding of the universe, I've trained in remote viewing. I'm very blessed with intuition. I take scientific method. My definitions that I use are universal truths. Thanks for watching. If you have a question or comment about today's episode, go to my website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it. Run With It is sponsored by Mallory's Fashion Network, The Rio Theatre, and Craft a Hair Academy.